successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello, I'm Jason Grill, host of the Grill Nation Show. Thank you for listening today on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or if you connected via the website GrillNationShow.com. I greatly appreciate it. I hope you're having an awesome week, and I thank you for joining the show again. You can always connect with me on the social media web on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show, also at Jason Grill on Facebook and Instagram and all the other great sites like LinkedIn. Today's show uh, is going to be a really good show, a ton of amazing information with some uh, great uh, industry leaders in our community. Uh, thankful to the Kansas City Area Development Council for uh, setting the show up with me today, especially Casey Smartport. Uh, Casey Smartport is a nonprofit economic development organization that works to attract freight-based companies such as manufacturing, distribution, and warehouses to the 18-county bi-state Kansas City region. Uh, we are joined today by Chris Gutierrez, who's the president of KC Smartport, uh, Grant Harrison, who's the director of development for Van Trust Real Estate, and Eric McDonald, who's the executive vice president uh, and sa- of sales and business strategy at Storage Solutions. We are taping this show again via Zoom, uh, and uh, please bear with us if we have any technical issues, but I want to I want to start with Chris. Uh, Chris, welcome to the show. Great to have you back, and uh, you've been a busy man. Tell us a little bit about Casey Smartport and kind of its origins here in Kansas City. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. Great to see you here on Zoom, and appreciate the opportunity to be on your show again. It's an exciting time to be in Kansas City. We're all challenged by what we're going through with the COVID pandemic and the impact on, on our lives. Uh, in our world, in the industrial real estate and freight-based economic development, we've been very busy over the last uh, six months uh, here in 2020. Uh, you know, Smartport's job is to promote the greater Kansas City region for industrial development, manufacturing, warehouse distribution, uh, and the attraction of those companies to our region, as opposed to the mistakes of going to Dallas or Indianapolis or Columbus or wherever they else might look. Uh, and Right now, uh, we are very busy. Kansas City sits in a great position location-wise, transportation logistics assets, industrial real estate, and leadership by a couple of gentlemen that are on this call and our other members. Uh, Smartport's been around for about 20 years. I've been there, uh, like Jennifer, almost 18. Uh, And again, promoting Kansas City is easy in this space because the assets and the benefits of the region are here. And companies are realizing that. So we've seen a good 2020 already. We announced one deal today. Uh, we're on track to have a record year. And again, it's it's hard to say that in the pandemic stint, uh, we're in, but 
industrial real estate is doing good. So again, thank you for letting us be with you, Jason. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'll get into some of those projects later in the show and announcements. Okay, I want to bring on Grant Harrison next. He's the Director of Development at Van Trust Real Estate. Grant, give us a little bit of information about uh, your business and, and kind of how you're connected to KC Smart Report and your work here in Kansas City. Sure. Well, like Chris said, glad to be here and thanks for uh, having us on the show this morning. Uh, Van Trust has been around since 2010. We're based in Kansas City and we have regional offices in Phoenix, Dallas, Jacksonville, and Columbus. And we are essentially a full-service development company. We love the industrial sector. We love office. Uh, we do multifamily, very limited retail. And then we own a bunch of land. Uh, but we're tasked with doing ground-up development for the Van Tile family. I specifically am based in Kansas City with a focus on industrial and office. And uh, we've had a great run, very fortunate uh, to be doing good projects and uh, projects good for the communities. And very excited about where industrial is headed, uh, really, the last 10 years and going forward. So glad to be here. It's great to have you on the show. Um, and, and finally, our, our life, last guest on the show today who's going to join us for the full show is Eric McDonald. Again, he's Executive Vice President of Sales and Business Strategy at Storage Solutions. Eric, uh, let's let's go to you next. Uh, tell us about yourself and tell us about your, uh, your business. Thanks for having me on the show, Jason. Um, yeah. Storage Solutions does uh, designs, provides, and implements distribution center and fulfillment center equipment solutions. Uh, we do that all over North America. Uh, company is based out of, of Indianapolis. Uh, have a substantial presence here in Kansas City as well. Uh, and I'm a, a longtime board member with, with KC Smartport. And um, so what, what we do is you're inside the box uh, equipment solutions, the automation solutions, storage solutions, um, dynamic solutions, things that the operations use in those types of facilities to handle the inventory and get orders processed and shipped out. So that is our core business um, and handle those projects from cradle to grave from a design standpoint, you know, all the way through implementation and, and post-implementation support. That's great. And I, I did notice on your bio, you went to Park Hill High School. I uh, I, I grew up in the Northland, so uh, and a pious alum. So we, we didn't play in many sports, but uh, but I lived very close to the high school back in the old days. So it's good to have you on the show. Guys, we have about two minutes left in this segment. Please jump in here. I want to talk about, as Chris said, he this, is, this organization, KC Smartport, uh, has been in existence for 20 years. What have you guys seen uh, as far as changes in our market uh, as, as KC Smartport has worked to kind of grow this uh, important opportunity for, the, for our area and, uh, in regards to transportation, infrastructure, logistics, so forth and so on? And we'll start with Chris. What, what changes have you seen the last 20 years? Well, Jason, we've always been a transportation hub, but I think over the last 10 years, you've seen the industrial real estate market uh, respond to that uh, on a national footprint. And we've seen industrial spec development take off here with the likes of Grant's firm and others. Uh, over f- close to 50 million square feet since 2012 has been built, either build the suit for a tenant specifically or in spec. Uh, and again, this year alone, we're still seeing five or six million square feet of spec being built. That really positions us well for the tenants because then there's product here and they're excited about this market and their speed to market to get in and get operating and get air 
to put their material handling storage solutions inside the box. So that spec development has really helped us grow this region. Mm-hmm. And both on the Kansas and Missouri side, right? Because you guys focus on uh, both sides of the state line. Absolutely. 18 counties, about an hour radius of downtown Kansas City, all the way out to Topeka, Warrensburg on the Missouri side, St. Joe and Chillicothe, and then down to Cass County. So it is definitely equal across the region on both sides. Before we go to break here, I just want to to bring something up that I saw on your website, kcsmartport.thinkkc.com is that I have up right now. Uh, Kansas City is less than two days away from 85% of the U.S. Did you do the math on that, Chris? (laughs) Uh, very very technical uh, analysis of that it's uh how many of the population uh, individuals we can reach in a two-day trucking drive Uh, so that's a great testament to our e-commerce ability to attract companies but yeah uh, very very technical math there jason yeah three days from pretty much the west coast 1500 miles two days from more of the mountain range a thousand miles and a day from most of the midwest and and you go forth so forth and forth so on to the East Coast. Very interesting uh, at kcsmartport.nkc.com. Great show so far. We're going to be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for listening today on 980 AM. Now it seems to me that you know Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Also, you connect with us on our website, grillnationshow.com, where I list all of our shows, and there's links to all of them on the website. Again, I'm joined today by some really great leaders in our community and individuals, both in the kind of the civic and uh, the uh, public space here in Kansas City. Chris Gutierrez, president of KC Smartport. Eric McDonald is the Executive Vice President, also in Sales and Business Strategy at Storage Solutions, and Grant Harrison, the Director of Development at Vantrust Real Estate. They are all over the web. I'm going to just tell you real quick, storage-solutions.com and vantrustrealestate.com, as well as kcsmartport.thinkkc.com. I want to start off, let's just go through some of the basics here, uh, guys. Uh logistics what what does logistics mean like because i because i deal with logistics every day right well, what does it mean on a broader concept as far as, as as what we're trying to recruit to kansas city and grow in this area who wants to take that question to start maybe chris sure i'll give it a shot and then maybe throw it to eric uh logistics to us is the movement of freight from anywhere in the world to anywhere in the world uh, from transportation mode to warehouse distribution to the storage to the ultimate fulfillment to the customer. So it's a complete supply chain package of how that freight gets built, stored, shipped, delivered uh, across the globe. Mm-hmm. And Eric, you have a long history in this. It seems to me that logistics has evolved a little bit, but uh, you see that word used more often in different aspects as far as what Chris is talking about. Yeah, it most certainly has evolved, Jason. And the, the way I explain this to to my kids, for example, is logistics and supply chain is what from the time your mom gets on that website and orders the stuff that she's she's having sent to our house. It's what happens between when that happens and when that box shows up on our front porch. Um, that that is the simplistic way to to define kind of the modern version of, of what logistics looks like. Mm-hmm. 
And we've noticed here in the last uh, couple months that it's increased all those packages that your wife is ordering to your house has increased, I'm sure, Eric. Um, and everyone's is because of the COVID-19 issue. Um, let's talk about that. How did that affect, how is that affecting the, the industry that y'all are a part of? And we'll start with Eric um, at Simple Solutions because, excuse me, Storage Solutions, because I can't imagine the traffic that has increased in the last few months. Yes, absolutely, Jason. And, and we deal in every type of, of storage and material handling equipment, but like everyone else, solutions around e-commerce is becoming a bigger and bigger part of our business every day. And, and really with, with COVID, um, you know, that trend was, was strong previously and, and COVID just kind of threw gas on that fire. And, you know, people are, are speeding up their trend towards the need to be able to fulfill those types of, of orders. And lots of people in, in businesses that really didn't anticipate needing to take those steps uh, as, as quickly as, as they've now been challenged to do so. So it's, it's been interesting in that regard. Um, you know, the, the big companies in that space, the Amazons of the world, the big retailers know how to, to do e-commerce, but there's been a lot of, of businesses with what's happened over the last few months that we're not anticipating that being a big part of their business that all of a sudden that is. And so, um, you know, that's, that's led to opportunity for us to help clients figure out how to, to quickly make some adaptations to their business and be able to fulfill those types of orders. And Grant, I'm assuming that, um, that in your world at VanTrust, um, things have changed a little bit during the COVID, uh, pandemic. Um, what can you catch us up on that as far as uh, development and uh, storage facilities and all the different things that you work with industrially? You know, after the initial shock of COVID, there was obviously a, a small duration or short duration of, of pause deals. Spec development had kind of stopped. Everybody was kind of catching their breath to see what was going to happen. Um, to where we are now, I think we're very optimistic on the need and the growth of e-commerce, and we're kind of putting our foot on the pedal, if you will, to get stuff up. And we're trying to spread across the country and, and keep going. Um, as Eric said, we were almost forced to shop online, whether you wanted to do it or not. It's kind of the new norm, and there's going to be uh, those adopters will keep doing it. And so the growth of e-commerce has been has been outstanding the last ten years, and now it's just accelerated. Uh, and you start adding in different components, whether cold storage. Um, safety stock, all kinds of stuff. We're going to see industrial just keep going. And this has really just propelled us um, once we get through this COVID deal. So, mm -hmm. And Chris, you have a, uh, you have a lot of locations for people uh, to grow these. You know, we talked about the Amazons and the uh, different companies. I know you guys had an expansion with Walmart at some point in the last year. Um, talk to us about how, uh, how do you recruit these companies to can't see or how, how do you kind of sell them that they should they should have a uh, logistics facility and a facility here uh, in, in Kansas City? And, and what have you seen as far as trends in that in that respect? Yeah, great question, Jason. I, mean, I think as Grant and Eric both said, um, <clears throat> we were forced to go online even more than what we were before. I think a number I saw was 30% growth from March to April in online sales uh, at a time when they weren't competing with retail sellers in store sales because they were closed. 
Um, you know, that e-commerce is, just continues to grow. And as companies did that, as Eric and Grant both said, they realized their supply chain, their logistics wasn't, some of them wasn't to the level it needed to be to meet this new demand. So we've been telling that story of Kansas City, as you said, two days uh, to 85% of the, the client base, uh, spec development ready to go buildings here, all four modes of transportation, truck, rail, air, and barge on the river can move your freight competitively and a great workforce in Kansas City. So all of that has led to uh, recognition by companies to think about Kansas City. And, and as Eric and, and you both said, Amazon, Walmart, uh, down to smaller little companies that uh, – uh, you know, sell uh, just one or two things online that have seen their business grow. They need help from either third-party warehouse operators here in Kansas City or leasing space from Grant uh, to get things done uh, in our market. So the sales pitch has been consistent. We actually sent a big email out um, in March telling the story of why Kansas City and why all this is happening here, and why e-commerce fits in our market. Uh, the other trend, uh, Jason, we're seeing is food. Uh, food has been challenged. Food has been changing for the last year or so with COVID even more so, the online ordering of food. Uh, so we've seen food production, food distribution, cold storage of food take off during COVID. And again, we're in a good place to recruit those companies because we've got all the raw materials here for food production. Well, it definitely has taken off in my household. I have uh, subscribed to the frozen pizza being shipped from New York City and uh the best places in New Haven and all of those places, thanks to too many videos online about pizza reviews during the COVID crisis. So I've I've had a I've had a really kind of just hone myself to one a week. But these these companies, you know, I mean, you can get famous foods from any city in the country shipped to your house essentially. Now it's pretty cool. But uh, but yeah, the food industry I can't imagine. I mean, the, the logi- just the logistics around all this stuff alone. And then I want to bring up automation. Um, and how that kind of factors into a lot of these things because AI and all kinds of different um, automation and, and, and whatnot seems to be kind of a hot topic in the logistics, transportation, industrial, e-commerce space. Who wants to tackle that and how that's affecting kind of uh, what we're doing right now? Jason, I'll jump in there. Um, the you know, automation is absolutely um, – something that's, that's being driven you know, on a lot of different levels and a lot of different ways through um, what's going on with, with the e-commerce boom. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're picking and shipping smaller increments of, of items, um, it's, it just takes a, a lot more labor and a lot more space if you don't use those two, two things intelligently. So to, to help get more inventory and less space and pick it efficiently in the, the units of measure that are, are being required for e-commerce, um, that, that lends itself towards automated solutions and technology solutions um, to, to drive productivity in those types of operations. Um, in an older school operation, we would have had to spread that, that bigger inventory out, set out over a lot more space and then we would have had people doing a lot more walking to pick those items with, with modern automation and technology solutions. We can dense up the storage, get it in a little less space and make the picking a lot more efficient by bringing the goods to the person to pick instead of the person having to walk to the goods to pick those items to be able to, to ship orders out. So it's, it definitely um, has had a big effect 
on auto, automation and what's going on with automation in our industry as a whole because of what's going on with e-commerce. Mm-hmm. We have about a minute left in this segment. Um, Grant, how big are these facilities uh, that you guys work with for the industrial space? I mean, I'm sure when people are on the highways, they, they see a lot of these places and just don't even realize what they are. But, you know, how big are, how big are these typical? I mean, I think our average in Kansas City is probably 500 or, or greater. And these buildings are getting taller and taller as they get more automated. Um, but we're doing anything from 200,000 to a million one across the country. In Kansas City, we'll be announcing couple new projects, about 600,000 a piece. And, you know, typically on the, on a speculative basis without anybody in tow. So um, kind of a build it and they will come model. But and is, that, is, that, is that now accepted in the industry with the spec stuff? It, it is the industry, unless there's a really specialized group out there. But as Chris mentioned, we've had great development companies in Kansas City building spec, and that's how we can prove, you know, we're ready to go and we can fulfill these, these groups, speedy timelines, if you will. That's interesting. Grant Harrison, great answer there. Great question. I, I have to tell myself that I, I ask a few good questions a show, and uh, now I know how big these buildings are from a square footage standpoint. Grant Harrison, Eric McDonald, Chris Gutierrez are with me on the Grill Nation show. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks for listening to the 980 AM. One more kiss could be the best thing. One more life could be the worst Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening today. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and search on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for Jason Grill. I am excited to be back uh, here this week and joined by Chris Gutierrez, the president of KC Smartport. Thanks for the Kansas City Area Development Council for the support and for, for all the good things they do here in the region. Eric McDonald, Executive Vice President at Sales and Business Strategy for Storage Solutions. They are online at storage-solutions.com. And Grant Harrison, who's the Director of Development for Vantrust Real Estate. Their website is vantrustrealestate.com. Welcome back to the show. Let's continue on our discussion about kind of some of the things that you're seeing here locally and at a national level. I want to start with Chris. Uh, in our first segment, Chris, you, you mentioned some some cities that weren't Kansas City. Tell us about some of the people that you compete with day in and day out for some of these logistics uh, facilities, industrial facilities, transportation, e-commerce, you name it. Yeah, absolutely, Jason. You know, on distribution or e-commerce fulfillment centers, we generally compete with a Midwest uh, base of cities like Dallas, Columbus, Indianapolis, occasionally Nashville. Um, and every now and then we'll see Oklahoma City or Tulsa or something along those lines. But um, those cities like us are in the Midwest, uh, have a good reach to a population base. Um, most of them are on an interstate uh, system like us. Uh, but, you know, the competition for us is, is really being able to push that e-commerce uh, quicker. Uh, UPS and FedEx have substantial networks here in our region as well as the Postal Service to reach those customers. Uh, we have a largest rail center in the country, which markets like Columbus have a limited rail market. 
Um, and then I think the, the market uh, on industrial spec, uh, Grant mentioned it, other cities are seeing spec development happening. Uh, we're not as big on industrial footprint as some of those cities, so we don't see the competition uh, on pricing and other things. Our, our lease rates here have stayed pretty competitive. Uh, so again, we, we compete very well against those markets, um, and I think you'll see us continue to produce more spec development uh, and utilize that transportation infrastructure and labor force to win deals over those other markets. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it makes sense because we are the heart of America, right? I mean, when you go to Columbus, you you know, oh, by the way, Columbus is one of the, I, I have a friend that lives there and I, I, I enjoy going there, but it's hard to get to from our airport, essentially. Yeah, there's no direct flights. It's kind of East Coast, but it's not. I mean, I just feel like as far as getting to the West Coast, getting to the East Coast, getting to the South, it's got to be a pretty simple sell as far as geography against the cities that you mentioned, like Dallas and, and Nashville, just based on the access to the West Coast and not being so much further away. Um, how does the air, how, do, how does air travel impact any of this? You know, I know we are building a new airport, commercial airport passengers, but does that have anything to do with kind of what we're trying to do here in Kansas city? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's a a statement to our moving forward, taking our region to the next level. Uh, You know, the airport's our front door. So it is what we sell when, when people land and take a look at our city. So that new airport's going to be a big new terminal is going to be a great testament to where this city's going. And, you know, a lot of the freight we're talking about flies in the belly of the, the passenger flights that we fly on. Uh, so having that uh, growth and, and the ability to move uh, freight in and out there is, is tremendous. Uh, we should see some successful stories of growth around cargo at the airport uh, in the not-too-distant future because a lot of the carriers are there too, UPS, FedEx, Postal Service, DHL, and others. Uh, so the airport's important to us because freight moves on the planes just like we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grant and Eric, uh, curious to know from your perspective and your, and your businesses, what you think um, we are doing well here in this region and what potentially would be on your bucket list of things that would help us even get better. Eric, uh, let's try you out. Uh, what do you think about uh, what we've done well in this region and what are some of the, the bucket list or Christmas presents that you think could make us even take us to the next level and, and beat some of these other cities? Yeah, Jason, I think one of the big things for Kansas City and um, KC Smartport and KC ADC have devoted a, a lot of effort to this over the last decade or so is, is our workforce and workforce development. Uh, we've got a great workforce available for these companies looking to set up these facilities here. And that is not necessarily the case across the country. We, we do business nationwide. We talk to customers that have facilities all over the place and workforce is generally a, a challenge. And I think we do a great job here in Kansas City of making sure that we've got a good qualified workforce to support these types of facilities. Um, and I also think we do a great job of, of just generally promoting the benefits of the area. Um, you know, service levels is, are such a big factor in these e-commerce facilities. And the fact that we've got um, the coverage we have with the parcel carriers and the postal service from here, the fact that we can get goods in here um, inexpensively using intermodal via the rail system uh, also is a big benefit to, to folks who look at placing a facility here. So I think those are, are really some of the, the key benefits um, that, that we see here. And um, you know, beyond that, I, I don't have a whole lot of things that would be on my personal wish list. 
um, for additional things. I just think we got to keep working to stay ahead of the curve at the things we're already having advantage on because things will change. Mm-hmm. Hey, Graham, we'll try to bring you back there. Um, what do you, what are you think, thinking on this topic? I was going to mention, even though Chris is on the call, I would I would say this regardless. Uh, our agencies, you know, EDC wise, locally and, and regionally, do a great job promoting Kansas City um, as a whole. And there's great collaboration between states, local, and uh, development communities. So when we get projects going or up, you know, we can really sell them as as a team, if you will. Um, and we we've been doing that uh, for a great job for a long time now. So. Mm-hmm. And what do you, as far as a development standpoint, I mean, when you're talking to people in other cities and, and, and what they're doing, what, what are their thoughts about Kansas City? It's Again, a- right in the middle of the country, we have great infrastructure, as Chris has mentioned. We have great rail coming in and out. Um, we can serve a vast majority of, of the country, you know, via population and, and uh, travel time. But we have great product. We have land. Uh, we have pro-development communities. Uh, we can get it done. I mean, the, the certainty of outcome in Kansas City is is very strong as we uh, try to sell you know, these new companies coming here. Mm-hmm. What I mean, as far as the, the East Coast goes, is there a selling point they have more people and more business? Is that because they don't have much space? So what, what what are they selling that we're not? I mean, what is that? Is that their major strong suit? I know you don't compete with them very often, but. Uh, yeah, we compete occasionally in the Harrisonville, Pennsylvania area. I know Grant's done some work there. I mean, I think uh, definitely population reach is there, but costs are more expensive. You know, cost is higher there. You know, Grant, I love that tag. We're going to start using that certainty of outcome is, is what happens in Kansas City. You go to the East Coast and to try to get permits or planning and zoning done, it's a process. It's a headache. It's a disaster in occasions. Don't even talk about the West Coast. You can't do anything for a year before we're here. Grant can get on the call and talk to the city planning and have decisions that week. I mean, things move fast here. There's not that bureaucracy. Uh, I think that can-do atmosphere, can-do attitude here uh, definitely beats the East and West Coast. Uh, so I, I, I think we're in a good place. If there's one facility or three facilities, we work great in Kansas City because we can reach that U.S. population and let the East and West Coast handle theirs. But as Eric pointed out to me the other day, you're starting to see where now you're getting facilities locating everywhere for that crazy Amazon same-day delivery that everybody's trying to meet. So we're seeing space from 100,000 square feet up to a million plus, like Grant mentioned, depending on what the strategy is for that company we're talking to. Mm. I hadn't heard about the one day or the, the same day delivery at Chris. Um, that is just next level. One day is just next level for me. Uh, but uh, same day, that'd be, that'd be quite crazy. Um, Chris Gutierrez is joining us from KC Smartport, Eric McDonald from Storage Solutions, and Grant Harrison from VanTrust Real Estate. Uh, you mentioned food uh, on an earlier segment. I noticed, Chris, that you uh, are planning to have a annual industry briefing uh, called KC Delivers on the, uh, a hub for food logistics. Tell us about what, what are these industry briefings that you all do? Like, what, what are those made up of? Uh, I know you've done some maybe a, a, a general ones before. What, 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 do, what do they encompass for people that are listening? You know, our annual industry briefing is, is unique in that we bring some industry experts. And this uh, coming uh, April of 2021, we're going to talk about food, where they talk about their industry. What's happening? What's the trends? Where the growth? What's happening with automation? 
uh, what's happening with production. And it's a message about the industry with a little bit of Kansas City love and the heartland mixed in, but it's not about us. It's about the industry. So it's a great kind of uh, thought leadership event that we put on, 600 attendees. Um, and it, it puts us on the map nationally as these industry people are coming from all over the country to talk. Uh, and they're leaders in their space. And again, you said it, we're going to talk about food and beverage uh, next year uh, because we're seeing growth in that, changes in that industry, even pre-COVID, uh, into what people eat, when they eat it, how they prepare the food. And again, that, sh- that logistics is a big part of it. So uh, yeah, uh, uh, April 29th, 2021, the hub for food and beverage. Logistics. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. And uh, uh, another great asset, I mean, because we have good food here too, so it's an easy selling point. Uh, great show so far. I uh, I'm gonna have some, a few more questions for you guys after the break. Uh, really want to get into some of the recent projects you all have worked on, some of the big successes, and uh, kind of maybe some of the best advice for someone who's actually interested to get into logistics or uh, transportation e-commerce space, along with a few others. You're listening to the Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We'll be right back. I don't need to be anything other than a prison guard son. I don't need to be anything other than a specialist son. I don't have to be anyone other than a birth of two souls in Welcome back to the Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or at grillnationshow.com. I appreciate you listening however you are. Great show today. I uh, We've touched on a lot of really cool topics and, and ways that Kansas City is really elevating itself in the logistics, transportation, e-commerce, automation space, industrial uh, spec space. Chris Gutierrez is the president of KC Smartport. Eric McDonald, Executive Vice President, Sales and Business Strategy at Storage Solutions, and Grant Harrison, Director of Development at Vantrust Real Estate, are my guests. I want to thank the Kansas City Area Development Council for uh, helping to arrange the show. They uh, do some incredible work here in the region uh, and the 18-county bi-state Kansas City region. Let's talk about some of the successes that you all have had the last year or two uh, in Kansas City, and one that I think... Uh, is very recent, uh, is the Tuthill Corporation, Chris. Uh, tell us about that and, and what that entails. Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Jason. Tuthill is uh, Chicago-based, one of the leading industrial manufacturers of pumps for all uh, manufacturing processes. Uh, they've been looking at the Midwest uh, over the last year and selected about a 60,000-square-foot building in Lenexa to manufacture and distribute to a uh, customer base from here, employing about 68 people. Uh, great uh, effort. We've, we've seen their team around Kansas City uh, hiring people, so they are up and running in Lenexa. Um, another one we've talked a little bit about food, Dots Pretzels, is now got a significant manufacturing process underway uh, to start in Edgerton, Kansas. Uh, Dots Pretzels, famous taste. You, you can't stop eating them when you start. <laughs> yes, they're very they're very good, Chris, and I, uh, I, I found those over the uh, stay-at-home quarantine as well. I I thought it was onto something, and then I realized that people had been eating them for a while, and they were addictive. They're very good. 
I think in the snack food industry, having that success is going to continue to push Kansas City because everybody has a story about dots. When we announced it, some of the, the Twitter responses were unbelievable of what the story of eating dots when they first found them. So uh, great success there. On the beverage side, we recruited a big Niagara bottling company, water bottling down south. Uh, recently, they are one of the largest uh, independent bottling companies. And with the Missouri River, we had a quantity of water here that they could get what they needed uh, and they're looking to grow here, continuing. Uh, and then Hostess. Hostess and the Twinkies are back in Kansas City. They've got a huge distribution center out in Edgerton. They moved out of Chicago. Uh, they've got their headquarters here. They've got uh, production in Emporia. And I think we'll continue to see Hostess look at Kansas City as a great central location. So food is, is definitely hot for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, on as well as distribution centers, right? Uh, bigger distribution centers for some big names that we had talked about earlier in the show and uh, I've noticed that on the website, you know, with Amazon Flex and, and uh, Walmart and, and a couple others. You guys have had some great success. Yeah. Walmart's out in Topeka. The building's under construction. will be about a million square feet to help them in their, their distribution of their product. Amazon has four or five locations here. More coming. Amazon continues to grow, uh, especially through COVID. They saw tremendous growth. Uh, we recruited a company called Regal Art and Gift out of uh, California. Their facility was in Memphis. Everything you can do and think about yard art and, and landscaping your yard, they pulled that out of Memphis, which is great to beat Memphis and put that into Kansas City. And another company called Are You Game? All those game board games at college that you saw and played is now distributing all their product again beating memphis here in kansas city very interesting a lot of, a lot of big wins and those are up on your website at kcsmartport.thinkkc.com hey grant i want to ask you what project have you been um, associated with here in the region that you uh you think was the most uh, impactful exciting greatest thing you've worked on in your career around this area what what do you what stands out for you i've been around that long but uh we've had some great projects in olathe built a seven hundred thousand next to a five hundred thousand square foot spec project we actually sold both of those empty to users uh so more testament to having product up in kansas city whether for lease or for ownership is is great you know we've really been kind of teeing up new projects we have 150 acres in raymore to accommodate two million square feet which will start this year we're going to announce a project by the airport here pretty soon, but we really try to get positions across Kansas City and, and get the product up as quick as we can. So as I mentioned earlier, this COVID kind of pushed us a little bit to really get going even faster than we, we were. So excited to get going again. Hey, Eric, a general question for you and then for the rest of the, the group. I didn't grow up wanting to get into logistics. I don't know how many people have, but what what what's your best advice for someone who wants to actually get into this? I mean, this is a growing marketplace with, with all the things we've talked about transportation, logistics, automation, uh, you know, right here in Kansas City. I mean, if I'm a, if I'm a student listening to the show or a parent listening to the show and realizing all these great development things that are happening and how the world's changing, how do they get involved? How do they grow in this industry? Yeah, Jason, there's a, a lot of opportunity in this field and, and it's still a little bit of a, a secret, if you will. Um, I think we've done a better job as an industry overall, and, and certainly Kansas City Smartport and KCADC have helped with this, with some of the, the grassroots workforce efforts that, that they've had in play over the last several years uh, to get the word out that, that there's a lot of opportunity and some really good jobs. Um, you know, these are not a, a dark warehouse with a guy driving around in a forklift. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities, especially as the industry changes and you get involved with 
um, automation. Automation isn't replacing the humans. It's creating different types of jobs in these facilities that require a higher skill level. Um, so it's, it's very interesting. And, you know, really there's reaching out to um, some of the industry associations and some of the local um, secondary education opportunities that are out there uh, would be my, my advice on how people can get involved and get engaged to understand more about the opportunity that's out there in this industry. Mm-hmm. Hey, Chris and Grant, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, great question. I would tell anybody listening to tell their kids, grandkids, nieces, or nephews to ask the question to their counselors and their teachers about this. There's great programs at the middle school and grade school where they're taking kids in to see what's happening in these manufacturing and distribution facilities. Uh, there's the Casey Tech Academy up north helping high school kids get certified to graduate high school with certifications and a degree in part community college. Uh, Casey Skills uh, connected to Kaufman. There's the uh, you know there's programs all throughout the region and at the college level, community college level, all of our community colleges have training in this. KU is one of the top 25 supply chain degree programs. Uh, K-State's got a growing uh, program around supply chain and operations, Park, UMKC. At any level, I think you're going to find a connection there. And their careers, highly skilled, well-paid, good benefits, and career opportunities. So it is a little bit of a secret, but I think that's changing and will continue to grow. No, and this is going to be a really exciting field going forward with with e-commerce evolving, I mean, hourly. Uh, There's really exciting companies doing really neat things. And uh, there's going to be tons of opportunity uh, from top to bottom in, in different aspects of the logistics chain and development. And it, it's going to be really neat to see how it evolves. Well, I think I think the sky's the limit for Kansas City as far as with with the with the river, with with the, the rail, with the new airport, with uh, being so much closer to everything uh, within 85 percent within two days of, of the country. Uh, it just seems to me that that it's really good that KCADC and KC Smartport exist and are pushing these things across the country just with all the assets that we have. Great information, too, on kcsmartport.thinkkc.com. All these statistics, data, all the information about why Kansas City, I didn't even mention all the interstates around here. Uh, We never even got to the foreign trade zone program uh, or other things. I mean, there's so many different things, the waterways, the class rail, we said, class one rail lines, so many things to check out. Tons of different opportunities. Casey Smartport. Uh, I want to thank Chris Gutierrez, who's the president. Eric McDonald, executive vice president, sales and business strategy at Stored Solutions, storage-solutions.com. And Grant Harrison, the director of development at Vantrust Real Estate. They're at vantrustrealestate.com for joining me on the Grill Nation show today. Thank you all uh, for all the work you do for Kansas City. And thanks for joining us today on the show. We'll see you again next week. Take care and have a good The dawn is breaking A light shining through